Guys, welcome back to another video in this creative financing series. Another one? Another one, yes. Pace, you're the best, Boom. thank you so much. Pace has blessed us with his presence here to really explain creative financing at a whole new level and basically A to Z, everything from how you structure these deals, when it makes sense to acquire, when it makes sense to exit using creative financing, a lot of like zero down, how to really bring in other money if you need to, where it's not all covered through the creative financing. So really amazing. Thank you again, Pace. We've created a playlist with all these videos, so check that out. Try to go in order because we're gonna we're gonna kind of release these and position them in order. But this video is really important because it's utilizing one of the top creative financing strategies called executory contract contracts. Yeah, and these are these have a bunch of different names. So maybe we can list off the different names because based on the state you're in, it may be called something. And so Pace is gonna kind of like help you understand the big picture and then why this is such a valuable creative financing strategy. It's it, Guys, it's so absolutely powerful. I'll give you guys a couple of really good stories, but an executory contract is actually not what your title company or your closing attorney is gonna know it by. They're gonna know it by what their individual state calls it. So Arizona's agreement for sale, Flor uh, Texas is a land contract or a contract for deed. Yep. In Florida, it's a contract for deed or sometimes land contract, depending on the title company. Michigan, it's land contract. Land contract. Pennsylvania is the weirdest one I've ever seen, which is bond for deed. Okay, there's so many different names for this, but it is literally the exact same thing. There's no iteration that's different. Agreement for sale is not different than contract for deed. Contract for deed is not different than land contract. It's just the name. So don't let that trip you up. So I just bundled these together and found out the legal term for this is actually called an executory contract. Why is it called an executory contract? It's because a portion of the contract has not been executed yet, right? Usually it's the deed has not been executed or transferred, and so they call it an executory contract. So here's where it becomes really powerful. When you want to be the owner of a property but not let anybody know that you're the owner of the property, Here's how you do it, okay? And it's not a, it's not so much an anonymous situation. I've got a student, April Giuliano, Jacksonville, Florida, two years ago, calls me up, Pace, I'm buying this property on seller uh, sub two. The seller's in arrears on the taxes, the HOA, and the mortgage payments. So there's- Pretty much everything. Everything. They're just behind on everything. It's a high-end luxury house. The, the seller's like, just pay me $10,000. I don't want to deal with my HOA. And my whole neighborhood hates me. And so April goes to check out the property, okay? She physically goes to the property. She, um, it's vacant because now the seller's already moved out. They're stressed out about what's going on in their life. And along comes this lady with a little clipboard and comes up behind April and goes, can you tell me why you're at this property? And April's like, yeah, I'm looking at buying it. She goes, you're not buying this. The HOA is going to take this property. So it was the HOA, the head of the HOA board, okay? So she comes in and she's like, we, we know how much equity- Because their liens take priority. Their lien takes priority and they saw how much equity was on this oh, deal, yeah. okay? And the seller's like, I don't have the money to clean it up. I don't have the money to catch up the arrears. I don't have the, I'm just so stressed out. I just want to get rid of this, this situation, okay? So April calls me up. She's like, Pace, I, I want to buy it sub two, but I, I, I would have to raise the money for the HOA, I would have to raise the money for the sub the arrears. I would have to raise money for the taxes and raise money for the renovation. And the HOA is going to prevent me from doing all of this. I go, oh, do an executory contract. She goes, why? What's that? What's an executory contract? I go, it's a land contract where you're in Florida. It's a land contract. Here's what you do. You have a land contract makes you the owner of the property, right? So the deed is signed and notarized by the seller. The deed sits inside of a safety deposit box. 
and you does have an, not get recorded yet. It does not get recorded. That's the yet. key thing here. It does not get recorded yet. Right. Okay. And you can record at any time if you're if you're crazy. You record at the appropriate time. So it's basically sitting in a safety deposit box or even at your title company or closing attorney. A lot of times will do this. Guys, this is very common, by the way. I'm doing this probably once, twice a month, okay? Super common strategy. Very common. It's higher level strategy, not because it's more challenging, but because you have to know where to apply it to. So April's like, okay, well, how does that help me? And I go, because now you can clean up the property, you can sell the property, find a buyer, and that buyer's new loan will pay off the HOA, it will pay off the the um, taxes, the arrears, the underlying mortgage, all your renovation costs, and then pay you whatever equity is left over. And she's like, oh my gosh, you have no idea how much this is going to sa- save my butt. And so she gets it under a land contract and she then goes and starts renovating the property and the HOA comes over and goes, what are you, what are you doing at this property? She says, I'm a friend of the owner and I'm doing this to her as a favor please step off the property. Okay. HOA has to go through a foreclosure. It takes months to do that. Everybody has to go through a foreclosure. It takes months. April goes and lists the property on the, on the MLS, finds a buyer, goes through title, title, make sure that the HOA gets the payoff. April ends up making $480,000 on this deal. And again, guys, you have to understand why if, if April would have taken title, it would have triggered all those payoffs. You could not have been able to do it. She would have physically not been able to take title because the title company would have required a payoff from the the HOA, a payoff from the taxes, and a payoff from the arrears. And because she had time, because it takes a minute for HOA and everyone to foreclose, she basically went in there, took possession of the property, did not transfer title because it's a land contract in Florida, did her thing, sold it, and at the time of sale, now all those people's payoffs got paid off through the, the sale money. with the buyer's money. And so she, the buyer came in and paid all this yeah. stuff in, and she got $480,000. Yeah. What I like about the land contract or executory contract is it it kind of is a middle ground for both seller and buyer yeah. because it gives the buyer control, but the seller gets a little bit of protection by not giving up that, that ownership all the way. It's interesting, like in West Virginia, I have a student named Dylan Good, okay? And Dylan Good, he's like, nobody does seller finance or sub two here. Everybody does executory contracts. So there's-, there's Super common, yeah. Michigan the, as well. Michigan, the land contract is- Common. V- we do it like crazy there. It's super common. It's interesting that like certain parts of the country think things are legal, illegal, and then other parts of the country, it's like so commonplace. Yeah. And there's no difference in the legalities. It's just that there's a lot of smaller towns will accept and adopt creative finance way faster. And it's because sometimes that's really your only option, right? So it's interesting. Executory contracts are very, very powerful in the situation where you don't want the HOA, the taxes, or other people to be triggered to be forced to be paid. You don't have to raise that money. So April, here's what was cool. She had to raise a hundred grand for the renovation, Okay. Um, but where, what she didn't have to raise was all the HOA money, the tax money or the arrear money. Very powerful. Yeah. I've got one right now in Phoenix or Mesa. Okay. This is the one I got shut down on, um, Instagram a couple days ago. Um, seller has a VA loan. I told, I told you guys a little bit earlier. Um, seller has a VA loan. So he put almost no money down. Then he went to the state and the state gave him a down payment assistance program but it wasn't for to get the loan. It was to move into the property and pay for closing costs. So he's literally like no money out of pocket on this deal. The problem is that agreement, and this happens all the time, down payment assistance, loan modifications, all these types of programs are very, very common. You'll run into these all the time and you go, 
oh my gosh, I, how do I do this? I've got an, another great story here in a second. Because this is common. Executory yeah. contracts a, are very common. A lot, a lot of states have those. Like Michigan has the down, a down, a down payment assistance state. program from the state right. that covers the, the down payment money. And so it's very common in a lot of states. So it's, it's, it's like a state program. There might be right. some federal, but it's mostly a state program. The problem is, is they don't want people doing that and then turn around and reselling right away. So they, they have some rules. Yeah. The, usually the rules are um, between three to seven years. You're not allowed to sell, refinance, or do anything with the property. They want you to be building without a roof, penalty. Without a penalty. They'll let you can, but then you pay a penalty, which kind of disqualifies. The yeah. Right. So what you do, and that's what I did on this property in Mesa, is I go, oh, no problem. I, and we didn't find out about this until we opened escrow. Okay. So seller doesn't, sellers are so funny because they don't remember what they've done to acquire the property. They're like, I don't care. Just get me a loan. I want to buy the property. So the seller got the VA loan. He knew he got that. He got the down payment assistance program. He knew he got it, but he forgot to tell us that. So we go to open up escrow. They do a title report. There it is. There it is. The title (laughs) report goes, Hey, do you know he has a down payment assistance program of like $32,000 that he got? And I go, Okay, no problem. It's still a great deal for me, even if I have to pay that 32 grand, but I don't want to pay that 32 grand today. What's great is I don't have to pay that $32,000 until the end of the five years. Because you didn't trigger a change in title by right. doing the executory contract. Full control of the, totally. of the asset. Yeah. So, um, so there's two examples where it works. Another example where it works is where a seller, like Jerry just talked about, is its middle ground. You'll go through and you'll say, Will you sell it to me, seller finance? They go, No. Will you sell it to me sub two? No. Will you sell it on hybrid? No. And if one of their objections is, well, I don't feel secure in this situation because I don't want to foreclose on you, or if their their objection is do on sale clause, mm-hmm. the executory contract gets rid of both of those objections where it gives the seller still control and it gives and it never triggers the do on sale clause. So the do on sale clause is a joke at that point. It's an absolute waste of your time to worry about the due on sale clause if you use an executory contract. And you get all the same benefit. I like to look at it like this too, and I know you do this too, Pace. I like to use creative when I buy, and I like to use creative a lot of times when I sell. Mm-hmm. And you know I do a lot of creative, like uh, I'll sell sub to a right. deal because I can get way more price and I'm willing to sit in the loan. And so what I like about this is my preference would be to buy on seller financing because now I get title. But when I sell, I would prefer to sell on land contract because I'm I'm retaining now the the title, which means if my borrower defaults, I don't have to go through the full floor foreclosure process. Bada bing, bada so boom. it's just it's understanding the control with title or with the deed. Right. Whoever holds the deed is the one that controls the property. Has the most control. That's right. right. Yeah. So what happens is in an executory contract, the seller technically doesn't hold the deed anymore, but you put the deed in, the seller still has their name on the deed, but you put the deed in a safety deposit box where it's been signed and notarized that you can go underneath the agreement and you can go record that when you decide to sell, refinance, or pay it off. At any point when you pay it off, yeah. It's so powerful because it just basically, it's kind of like a fast pass at Disneyland, dude. It's like, I don't have to wait in line. I have to go through it. Have you ever talked to your people about a dry dry table close, like a dry escrow where you don't have to go through a title company or closing attorney? Mm -mm. Oh my gosh. So this is another great thing, okay? In creative finance, executory contracts, I can just work out directly with Jerry. I don't need a title company, a closing attorney, escrow fees, any anything. I can literally work out a deal, put it in a safety deposit box, and it costs me no money to gain control of that property and go and make money on it. So I, we call that a dry close or a tabletop closing or a lot of times self-performed. We still will pull a title report, right? And we'll still make sure it's all clean. 
but I don't have to go through the whole escrow pro- process and spend thousands of dollars. Pay all the fees and all of that. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's the most gangster thing ever. Don't tell anybody about it. Please don't tell anybody about this. It's so, <laughs> it's so amazing and it solves problems. I had a, um, so la- last story, because I could tell a thousand stories about this. I have a gentleman calls me yesterday when you and I were at Disneyland and his name's Cody. Cody calls me up and he goes, dude, I got a problem. And I go, what's the problem? He goes, I have a seller who was in foreclosure last year. She went to this company called Unisom, okay? Not the medicine, but a diff- there's a company called Unisom where when a seller's behind in their mortgage, Unisom comes in and goes, we will catch up your mortgage payments, but we want 70% of all your future appreciation. Oh, man. Right. Brilliant model for them, but kind of, you know, taking advantage of the seller. So they come in, they do their thing, they help the seller, whatever. A year later, the seller finds herself in foreclosure again. So she goes to this guy, Cody, and she goes, I want, I'll sell the property to you, but I can't let this Unisom company know because they'll pull all my equity out of the deal. And so Cody calls me up. He's like, man, she says you'll let me take this thing over sub two, but how do I do it? And I go, you don't take it sub two. You take it on an executory contract because you gain control of the asset and you can do whatever you want with it. And Unisom was never notified or told that they're, that you're the owner. Because you didn't transfer the title. You didn't transfer the title. Genius. Very powerful. So understanding these different strategies and how they play into deals and what the seller situation is, what your situation is, whether you're acquiring the deal or maybe exiting the deal, all of these things, when you understand how to structure these deals, it just gives you so many options for making money in real estate. And it's like really the sky's the limit. There is no limit to what you can do in this business. It's fun. You understand this. You, you and I um, mentioned like multiple other investors and it's fun for like you, Jory, you know, are you friends with Eric Sage? Do you know him? Mm -hmm. So he's a good friend of mine. And um, you get into these conversations with these creative people and we go to dinner and we go, all right, we throw out a really crazy deal and somebody goes, oh, do this and then structure it this way. We're like, oh my gosh, what a great genius thing. It's almost like Jerry and I should do like a quarterly live where we call it like deal or no deal. And you guys bring these really challenging situations and we reply back in, on a live and go, oh, I would do that in an executory contract, but I would structure the contract to do X, Y, and Z and then trigger this thing that would do the this. And then you go, oh my gosh, that's genius. And you could make any deal. You could literally make any deal work with this guy's brain, my brain, and another creative finance you know, person. We haven't even talked about... Um LLCs and selling the LLCs instead of the oh title. Oh my gosh, that's so great. Because you can do it in Illinois where people are like, you can't wholesale. It's like, yeah, yeah. but you can sell, sell the ownership sell, of an LLC. Sell, owner, sell membership rights of an LLC that owns a property. Now you didn't trigger title. The yeah. thing is there's billionaires doing this stuff all the time. Oh yeah. Right, and the, the banks are doing this stuff all the time. They're, tra- they're tr- trading notes and passing notes and doing it. We didn't even talk about notes. Notes is a huge one. Note, like yeah. wholesaling a note or yeah. buying a note or We flip a lot of notes, yeah. Guys, the sky we'll have is... To, maybe we can keep adding to the playlist. We will. We'll have, we'll have to keep adding to it. If you guys want Jerry, tell Jerry. He doesn't do a lot of lives with me, but tell Jerry in the comments down below if you want us to do maybe a live every quarter where we go through for like two hours on Zoom and you guys come and bring scenarios to us and we go, how would we structure this? And we might bring in some special guests or something. It'd be yeah. really cool to do a live like that and then chop it up into like individual videos. And That'd be great. You know I would do saying? that. Yeah. If you guys want that, leave a comment and say, Jerry and Pace, do some lives. Really break this down even more. Give some more examples. I mean, we went, it, it, these are longer videos, but really we're kind of trying to go through them very fast. Yeah. You know, cover a lot in these different strategies. 
So that would be really helpful guys, if you guys if, want if, that. If you want that, here's what I want you to do. I want you to go in the comments and I want you to be on your way down to the comments. Click the subscribe button because I think we deserved it. We earned it. We worked really hard for you. Um, I want you guys to either type in Tyler in the comments down below. Say Tyler, thank you because he's sitting behind the camera for the last 18 hours. He's got to edit videos. all this. Yeah. He has to edit this poor guy. <laughs> or if you're feeling really spicy, I want you to put the emoji of an iguana in the comments down below. <laughs> And if we get enough iguanas, then Jerry and I will do a whole live talking about this. And just so you know, the reason why Pace teases me is because my, uh, what, do you, how, what would you call His it? His second job is an iguana hunter. And what he does is he, sell, he basically sells iguanas as a secondary job. It's how he pays his mortgage. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Exactly. So guys, we've had so much fun. Pace, you're amazing. Thank you for giving your heart and soul to the industry for sharing these strategies here on the channel. Guys, I'm gonna put Pace's information below. I'm sure you know Pace and follow Pace, but if you don't get in his world, his uh, his creative financing Facebook group is super active. Lots going on there. You'll learn so much. His YouTube channel as well. Congratulations on 100,000 subscribers. It's really cool. Yes. So proud of you, Pace. And this has just been so fun. I'm so grateful for you and all you do. And guys, go out there and start to do these strategies. It's life-changing. It's amazing what you can do. We're so appreciative of you and excited for you and share with us what you're doing. Share with us your success. We want to hear. I want to know. Send Pace a DM. Send me a DM and say, Jerry, I learned this strategy. I went, I did it. Here's how much I made. It's amazing. We want to hear those success stories because it lets us know that we're doing something that's actually beneficial we, in your we life. We will work for compliments. That's just what you got to know. We will work for compliments. <laughs> Emotional income means a lot to us. It so does. Please. Yeah, it really does. So thank you again, guys. And we'll keep adding to this library. So keep watching for more videos that we'll do on creative financing. Thanks again. Thank you, Tyler, for all your work on the video side. And, and let's go out and crush it. Boom.